Welcome to the Good Ish People podcast. I'm Jackie Pruitt. And I'm Hannah Jones. And we are so excited that you're here listening. We are going to get started today with our highs and lows. We'll be doing this every week. And yes, I need you to know in advance that it is indeed an ironic spinoff on what we were asked to do at the beginning of every single small group we were a part of in our evangelical churches growing up. So those of you that have a shared experience, I hope you enjoy it. Jackie, hit me with your highs and lows from this week. I would love to. I think my high is right now, considering that we are recording our first ever official episode. It feels like you're uh, kissing the teacher's ass right now. Gosh dang it. Okay, am I kissing you? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Go with it. Go with it. Go with it. <laughs> I was like, whose ass am I kissing? <laughs> you're right. I'm kissing the podcast ass. I've got to find a new high now. I just don't feel comfortable. No, this with is a perfect anymore. high. I'm just mad that you stole it and I'm acting out. Oh. So continue. <laughs> I swear, sometimes it's like me and you, we have, we're on this like, <laughs> we're on a different linear plane, like a perpendicular plane. We've had some wine this evening where we're, we have telepathy or something because we just picked the same high, I suppose, unless you're lying to me, which I doubt no, you are. I'm not, but I have another high that I was competing with. So really you just made me answer which one to choose. So continue. Don't let me steal your thunder. No, no, you're I'll good. I'll come in like a roaring fart and just steal all that thunder. <laughs> Ooh, Roy, that just sounds sounds like, aggressive. Yeah, it sounds like a nightmare or something. <laughs> oh gosh, <laughs> running! I just picture that happened to me last up. night. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Too freaking good, lady, <laughs> making me laugh. See, I'm having so much fun right now. This is such a hi. Um, that's my high. And then, if we want to get low, 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 low. Um, what was my low this week? Harumph. Oh my goodness, I did not prepare well. I think my low. Oh, this is really embarrassing. You can do it. I believe in you. You know what? I feel like I texted you about my low because I text you every day and I tell you about stuff that's happening in my life. Oh, I have a low. Is it okay if I do this weird thing where I take it back from two weeks and I insert it yes. into last week's timeline? 100%. Nobody okay. has to know what time, what time frame we're working in. They're hearing this when they're hearing this. And so to them, who knows when this happened to you? So true, but also we it love was you all, but that's the truth. <laughs> it is the truth, and we're here to be transparent and good ish. But I will say that <laughs> sorry, I was about to drop a, a joke about projectors like those little um clear sheets of paper that they would use the vis a vis markers on, <laughs> transparent like one of those. I don't even remember what it was called. Those of you out there probably like I have that in your brain, and you're just like ready to throw it at me, and you're really annoyed that I don't know the name of it. But also, a lot of you probably didn't grow up with projector screens because we're getting older. So what you've done right now is I'm currently sitting in Miss Bird's second grade class, and I'm watching her <laughs> use one of these things. Miss Bird with a Y. Oh because no! Because Y is your last name spelled with a Y in Bird. Sorry, Miss Bird. I love you. You're awesome. Um, but yes, I will say that I am in her classroom now room right now i have my finger up like uh, a nerd in class pushing their glasses up because i you just do. remembered they're called transparencies i think i think so which is why i thought about transparency um so i'm gonna be really transparent and i'm gonna zoom zoom in my little spaceship back to reality and out of miss bird's class and go what, what story was i about to tell you yes my low shoot okay we're back we're back to square one we're back we're back two weeks ago 
Jackie's we're back low. two weeks ago. We traveled really... through a projector screen and we're there. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> I just went through a warm hole. <laughs> oh my God. Went through a whiteboard in a classroom because let's be real, those ones I pulled down were always broken. <laughs> Janky is <The> worse. <laughs> yeah. I think Miss Bird's was broken too. Love you, Miss Bird. Um, great woman. So I fast forward to this warm hole. Here I am back in our podcast studio, Ned's office. Low. Okay, so situation happened two weeks ago, but really it was so traumatic. It's as if it happened to me last week. We changed my dog Griswold's food. I know. Why do we do this? Because his other food ran out. It was back ordered on Amazon. I had no choice. I, I changed his food, but I didn't like do the thing where you mix the food so their tummy doesn't hurt. Long story short, he had the shits. And long story even shorter... He, I was taking him to the vet in my car and he pooped everywhere. And by everywhere, I mean all that liquid doo-doo was as I'm driving in Atlanta traffic all over my passenger seat. It was one of those moments in life where you're just like, I can laugh or I can cry. I did a mixture of both. I was going to say it's a both. That's a both and. It was a both and. And can you tell the people back at home if your seats are cloth or leather? Oh, dear. Because it makes a difference. It was cloth. They're cloth. Yeah. Yeah. They're cloth. Yeah, that hurts. (laughs) For weeks, I'm just kidding. Well, weeks, the last two weeks, my car has had this strange odor. And by when I tell you guys, both Hannah and I are are very, we're we're kind of both clean freaks. And so I don't mean to speak on your behalf, Hannah, but I Eh, I can infer that about you. Um, I share an affinity for cleanliness and it just, this wrecked me. Um, in all the wrong ways, but it was a good story. Now I can almost laugh about it. I can laugh about it, sort of. I, I that story makes me feel. I think even more than my clean freakness, it really uh, sets off my control freakness because when you have so much time set out in your day to go do something specific, and then you have to stop and literally clean up actual poop off of your car, and that be the reason why your schedule gets behind for the day, like I would have been. It wouldn't have been a cute look for me. That's all I'll say. Well, you're right on the money, dude, because I missed a meeting, (laughs) an important meeting. And I was like, I can't join. I couldn't even have time to download my colleagues. I was like, I'm dealing with a shit storm, literally. (laughs) Literally (laughs) flying everywhere. (laughs) I mean, basically, dude. They're making mud pies in Jackie's car. (laughs) <laughs> Making mud pies. <laughs> That's disgusting. Her Dalmatian started out as a black and white standard Dalmatian, and it became a liver spot once, slowly but surely. Whatever yeah. they call those. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, it was quite the sight to see. So I just want to thank you, Hannah, for your emotional and moral support when I was texting you a picture of just not much context, just like poop in the seat next to me. So I'm. Pro- I hope I didn't catch you during a meal or something. That would have been tragic. Oh. I've seen so much in my day. I don't even know if I could have been affected by it <laughs> in a way that it would make me, you know, not eat. Um, I, I don't know if that says anything good or bad about me, but man, that's quite the experience, Jackie. I know. I'm I'm still recovering from it a bit, um, obviously, because I'm talking about it, you know, <laughs> fast forward two weeks later. I'm still working through some stuff here, but okay, yeah. enough about me. Well, I, I, I have one more comment. I just okay. really hope that Griswold understands what he did. 
And he's such a good boy that I don't want it to traumatize him. I just want him to understand the gravity. You know what I mean? Do we think animals can do that? I'm not so convinced. My my corgi is very confusing to me. I don't know how his brain works, and I don't think I ever will. I also have a corgi. Um, his name is Wuxtree. That's a story for another Uncle day. Uncle Wux. Uncle Wux or Mr. Wuxby. Wuxus Nexus. Wuxton. But it's like I always think that Wuxtry has – I mean, he he's such a smart dog, and so is your dog, Eddie, who's also a corgi. But Grizz – so stubborn. And so stubborn. But Grizz, like, I don't know. Like, he's he's attentive, and he's he's wonderful, and he's a great cuddler. Obviously, he's still a really little puppy. Well, he's a big dog, but he's but he's still a puppy. So I, I just don't know what, what's going on there, man, with him. I think she's thinking about a lot of things. I, I don't want it to damage him for the rest of his life because he's such a sweet boy. I don't want him to live in this mistake. But I also hope he respects you for the work that you've done to clean up his literal mess. <laughs> the Aunt Hannah with the wisdom. She's yeah. like, I love my yeah. little One Grizzly. day I'll have this conversation with him when he's ready. I'm yeah. here. I'm he here. Listen. But yes, I can get into mine. I So starting with my uh, – should I start with my high or my low? Why don't you start with the low while we're all low okay. and in Yeah, yeah, high. yeah. We can, uh, we can snake right. draft this. Okay. So I would say that my low is – and this is less funny, so my apologies. Uh, but my low is that I have been dealing with some real um, – <clears throat> wow, this is so bad for me to say if somebody finds this podcast. But some low uh, IQs in the workplace. Um, I'm in sales and I've been dealing with some people uh, that are on the other end of my cycle, sales cycles. So not my colleagues, but people that I'm working with externally that are just like, they're just, they're just very special and they're a little challenging. And it really, um, talk about my control problems. It really sets those off in the same way that Griswold pooping all over Jackie's car would, because when I receive you know, questions about things I've answered 75,000 times. I'm like, are you kidding me? I've controlled the sales cycle. I've given you everything that you needed. And you still are asking. I just, I, yeah, it's it's made me uh, have some moments that I'm not proud of in the past couple of weeks, just internally in my brain and externally with, with our friends. Where I'm just like, these people are driving me up the freaking wall. And then on top of that, I just want to be in a creative career. So on top of it, it's like I'm not even doing something I'm passionate about. So it's just feels, it just feels annoying. I guess that's the right word. I'm just annoyed by it right now. And it was an annoying thing to deal with this week. And it has been for a couple of weeks now. So um, that's my low. But my high, I Wait, think... before you jump on highs, I got to yes. say something really quick. Yes. So I want to acknowledge your no. Your, not your no. I want to acknowledge... <laughs> it's a freaking no. It's a go it's home, a sir. no. Stop <laughs> emailing me at 7 p.m. and asking me to do something for you before the morning. No. <sighs> boundaries. Yep. Um, boundaries. But I will say, speaking of your low, and I hate you're going through that, and it irks me because you're such a damn good worker. You're passionate. You're so freaking smart, bright, beautiful, all of the things that, I mean, as, you know, one of your super good friends, I'm sitting here watching this go down and I'm like, I'm angry on your behalf. <laughs> you know, I'm sitting here and I'm like, oh, you're like telling me this story and I'm 
starting to boil a little bit with anger and i'm like let me find this person and give them a talking to i know where um, he is if you want to find him <laughs> sure sure um, <laughs> maybe another day some griswold turds in a bag just kidding oh my um, gosh yes we can we'll repurpose the we just repackage these lows yes. and help them solve the other lows love it precisely but all that to say you're an amazing human you did not burden any of your friends with all that information i'm just so honored to be here through your life's highs and lows so well thank you friend and i know you get it because you also deal with challenging people we are both in roles that are outward facing and serve clients and so in that position it you can often get uh griswolded on a lot and (laughs) it it can get pretty hard to deal with especially when you struggle with perfectionism like jackie and i do and there's just Mm -hmm. you really don't have control when you're serving clients you can do the best you possibly can and it will oftentimes just never be able to be enough because people are impossible to please sometimes. And that's okay. But it's annoying. And that's that. And I know you get it. So thank you. Always, dude. We got to talk about the ish stuff, man. It's not all about the good stuff. Yeah. My low is definitely an ish. I'll be honest. I didn't handle it like a good person per se. I, I worked hard in the actual situation. But when I was receiving these questions from somebody that isn't the brightest, I was getting incredibly frustrated in a way that wasn't very kind of me. So it's I was leaning warranted. into the ish, but it's okay. I That's normal and that's human and I'm owning it. But to move into something more exciting, uh, my high this week, we had dinner last night. So this is kind of a high that's a two-part high. So there's this restaurant in Atlanta, shout out Amore Amore or Amore Amore. I'm not actually sure. I didn't ask, but- We call it Amore Amore though. Yeah. And, and I- Yeah, I'm not entirely sure, but we're not Italian. All we know is it's a good freaking time. So this is an Italian restaurant in my neighborhood, Inman Park. And it is so fun. You walk in, it's like this older building, and it's got all of these decorations hanging all over the place, and like lanterns from the ceiling, stars from the ceiling, and they do different themes. And right now, it is Wizard of Oz themed. And I'm talking like Wizard of Oz out the butt. It's everywhere. And you are on the yellow brick mother effing road. Yeah, you're you're straight up like you're you're in the poppy field, like getting a bit high off of the Wizard of Oznas of this restaurant. Yep. It's it's intense. Um, you're clicking those ruby heels together, saying, "Get me my pasta <laughs> and my glass of wine, mi amora, mi amora, uh, Mario." <laughs> and this restaurant um, is they also do this thing every night where they a uh, based on the theme, will pass out hats at a certain time that are theme-oriented. So, for instance, I was there at Christmas time. They passed out. They passed out. Jackie is dying laughing. I'm oh, sorry. No, it's okay. You keep laughing. I'm going to finish my thought. Uh, they passed out Santa Claus hats, right, as they started blasting uh, Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You. Uh, and it got wild and there was a Santa Claus and Mrs. Claus going up and down the aisles and it was crazy. Right now, they're handing out witch hats. And then I need Jackie to talk about what she's laughing about. I'm sorry. I'm I, I think I was just laughing at you talking about like I'm envisioning us just sitting there and then bringing out hats. And it reminded me of like us being at like a like a red lobster or something and like describing the bibs. Yeah, with the bibs. I'm like picturing the bibs and like people clapping for people's birthdays. I'm like, no, it's like I don't know why it made me think of that, but it did. Um but what an experience. Like you really can't describe it. It's it feels like you're in a different universe because oh my gosh, yeah, yeah, you're, 
you're dancing like we went hannah and i went on a separate night on a saturday and we were like dancing and stuff and people were up out of their seats and there was one woman who was um had she was kind uh, of like a assaulting one of the waiters but like people were laughing and it was definitely a gray area like there was a lot of grayness going on I was using my witch hat to block my view of her because I didn't know how to feel about what was going on and Jackie was getting footage in case somebody needed it to it was somewhat you know, user to submit to the authorities. This is at a fancy Italian restaurant. Like I can't, I can't underplay. Like this is a nice Italian restaurant with like yeah. very upscale food, upscale wine list, and then all the while they're handing out witch hats and they start blasting "Dancing Queen" by ABBA, and everybody's just dancing while they're eating their gnocchi, and it's hilarious, and it's quite the experience. So we went a couple weeks ago with foresight experience about the woman that was, you know, vaguely assaulting a waiter by dancing oh on God. him and touching him. And it and was there, weird, but it was funny, but it was a great. It's like, am I, at, am I at like magic mics or, you know, am I at, I mean, it was, it was interesting. It got and dicey. The, she dicey. was also wearing a different hat. Like it made me think she brought her own hat. Oh my gosh, probably. And <laughs> also the worker, like the um, staff was like just so gracious and they're all so kind and they, they're all upbeat and they're just with the environment that's going on and they're like there to party too it's just an amazing amazing good sport an old sport as great as uh as jay gatsby would say can i also say one thing really quick or or the thoughts gonna fly out of my head the way that you just pronounced abba and noki was amazing what, you know, Abba Yoki? Yes, because I say it the exact opposite of that, and I was like, "Am I mispronouncing this?" I think it's just. I, an I think Noki is correct, but I don't know about Abba. I, I just maybe say that because my family, again, with the the reason we're doing highs and lows, Abba Father is a saying. If you know, you know. If you're in the if you're in the know, you're in the know. Um, so maybe that's why I say that. I don't know. It's a Hebrew reference, but also it sounds really really cool. And I was oh, also. Geez. But no, oh gosh. <laughs> I was also the like in the know, or I thought I was in the know, and I didn't even know that. So I must be really in the dark. <laughs> no, you're not in the dark. I was just okay. extra exposed to the light, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I do know what you mean, my dude. That's I, I, I do right up in my face. <laughs> I love it. But I, also, though, like I, mad respect. The reason why I'm sitting here and I'm like, am I pronouncing this correctly? Is Hannah has such an incredible vocabulary. Yes. Like literally, she'll say a word and I'm like, word of the day. Like sometimes in my head, I'm like, yes, I'm gonna start using that word because Hannah used it. it. Sounds really cool. Um, I have been told over here. Yeah, I have been told when I was a summer camp counselor to fifth graders that I couldn't. Well, I could keep leading the little Bible study, but that maybe I should be more careful with the words I was using because they couldn't understand half of them. And I'm not saying that I'm that smart. I'm just saying I'm that pretentious. I'm just saying I'm that pretentious and I'll own it. Uh, but I also love words and I was an English major. So I paid to have words that nobody understands. And so really, was that a good use of a degree? Um, I will direct you to John Mulaney's stand-up comedy to learn more about how I feel about that. Grateful for it, but all it has done is help me have a barrier in my conversations with people. But anyway, back to Amore e Amore. Uh, we yeah, were there. Right. 
Uh, we were there uh, a couple a couple weekends ago, just Jackie and I, with the experience we shared. And then last night we were there with a couple of our other friends that wanted to go. And it was just like a rip roar night where we were talking about things that we will probably one day also talk about on this podcast. And it was just like a very fun girls' night, digging into some real raw stuff while also dancing to some ABBA. You know, it's a good time. A Wednesday night in witch hats in April. Yep. You know, what more could you ask for? At good old Inman Park. It's it, you can't ask for anything more, you know. Uh, the best of the best. The best of the best. So that's my highs and low. Uh, one thing that we want to do on this podcast is choose who wins the highest of highs and lowest of lows this week. And I think my my choice is because Jackie's high is also a high of mine, which I fully co-sign. That is the best high, and I'm here for it. And then her low, like actually cleaning up real real dog poop out of her car with cloth seats like if they were leather Ugh. maybe she might not win but nasty. <laughs> they weren't leather they were cloth so Disgusting. she she 100% wins that because she had also she didn't tell you this but she had been cleaning it up out of their kitchen all morning before that happened so it was just like double duty and i mean duty in the poop sense so <laughs> deuce city i mean deuce city you're right dude okay i I, I, okay, I'll take I'll take the W and the L, but but I don't also worry. There's plenty of times when you're L though, because yeah, it doesn't mean they're discounted. There just has to be a winner, not, you know. You're right. There, I guess there does. I guess I'll be the winner and the loser today. Yeah, it more times to come. You know, we got more weeks ahead. We don't know what's going to happen. I don't like thinking about that for too long. It'll freak me out. So let's just end this conversation here. And we're going to use this as a segue <laughs> into our main conversation of the week. So as Jackie and I have told you, the main thing we're here to do is to have conversations that we find to be pervasive in our everyday life. We can't avoid these conversations or we can't avoid these, avoid these inclinations. And the first conversation we're going to have on this podcast that we're talking about today and what this episode is all about is one of our inclinations that leads to a lot of conversations for us, and that is people-pleasing. Jackie and I both have a ton of experience with it, and for those of you out there that also have experience with it, you know what we mean when we say people-pleasing. For those of you that don't struggle with the sickness, I'm sure you have a concept, but I hope you learn more today about what we mean. I hope you don't mean. get down with the sickness. Yes, yeah, seriously. Just stay away. Wear a mask around us. <laughs> We're contagious. Uh, but seriously, we hope you learn so you can have some empathy because we do some crazy, crazy things in order to please people that we, you know, regret or feel gross or, you know, dirty about later. I've been over backwards so much that I've almost snapped myself in half. <laughs> oh, Not yeah. in a good way. Oh, yeah. So one of the things we want to do, you know, okay, so people pleasing is our topic today. We're going to dig in. We're going to have a conversation about our thoughts on that topic. But we want to get started by sharing a story or a shared experience of ours. So Jackie yes. and I have a really particular shared experience that we found in our personal conversations over the years that is like extremely specific. And those of you, if, if you have the same experience, please let us know because we feel kind of crazy that we do this and our husbands make us feel kind of crazy that we do this, specifically mine. Thank you, Connor. Uh, but Jackie, will you fill the people in on what the shared experience is for us? I would love to fill the people in because I, I feel like it just can't be us. And I don't think it is. But one thing that I've done throughout my entire life, like when I started to learn how to drive at 16, like I, I'm an avid listener of music. Like every time I'm traveling, like I'm turning that music up, windows down. I don't care if it's hot, cold outside, you name it, like I'm blasting. 
But when I roll up to a stop sign, a red light, I'm slowing down. There are a lot of cars around me. I'm going to lower my tunage, my tunes to, you know, be respectful of those that are also in their cars around me who might not want to hear Waka Flocka Flame at 1 p.m., you know, during their lunch break or at, you know, Whiskey And they're like, I don't want to listen to Waka Flocka, okay? <laughs> yeah, or like, you know, they don't want to hear me listen to Lil Wayne's Lollipop for the 500th time, you know? I, you know, they just like, don't. How is that lollipop still around? Like, you surely there takes less licks to get to the center of a lollipop. <laughs> One, two, three. Turn your music down. <laughs> Ooh, that is a loaded statement. Um, but yes, okay. Thank you, Jackie, for sharing that because when we realized we both did this, it made me feel so much better because literally my whole life, it's just like I pull up to a stop sign. My hand immediately instinctually goes on the knob to turn my music down. Uh, it's just what I always do. Or I'll roll my windows up if I'm sitting at a stoplight, whatever it is. It doesn't really matter. Like I'm going to go the extra mile to make sure I'm not bothering the people next to me with whatever I'm listening to, which for me in the past couple of years, it's been like predominantly podcast, but was music for a long time. And I'm like, I will jam to music when I start driving and people can't hear it. But when people can hear it, it's getting turned way down. And it became something I realized was weird or not always something everybody does when I instinctually reached for my then boyfriend, now husband's sound uh, knob and I turned it down at a doohickey. Huh? The doohickey. Yes. And Buckhead one time, I remember the exact stoplight that we were at and we got in a fight because he was like, why are you doing that? Like, I want to listen to this. I'm like, you can listen to it, but like they can hear you next to us. And he's like, so what? I'm like, well, they can hear you. And he's like, so what? And then that's when I realized that we're fundamentally different. And he just doesn't give an, any craps what anybody thinks about him. And I goals. Yeah, I respect him so much for it. However, I also really appreciate that other people don't blast their music in my face when I'm at a stoplight. So I'm like, I appreciate that he doesn't care, but I also think that people like Jackie and I sometimes bless the world. So it's a complicated conversation. You're there right. Are layers, much like a good cake. The way that Hannah just said that, and she also, the face she was making was almost like a little <laughs> maniacal. You were like, like a cake. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I yes. I wish everybody could have seen your face then because it was a picture worth a thousand words. Um, and I definitely, you know what I'm trying to do? I'm trying to fight against my people-pleasingness. Almost now as an adult, as I've gotten older, like I'm going in the opposite direction. So, so much of my life I've spent really being careful of, you know, um, the actions that I'm taking when I'm around other people, whether that be with music or how loud I'm talking or am I following the rules at all times, all places, and all spaces. And I thought so much about that and have obsessed so much about it in my life that, you know, thank goodness for Ned and Connor and friends that have kind of said to us, hey, you know, you can kind of it doesn't all have to be buttoned up all the time. You know, you can step out and have your music a little bit loud. Like you don't always have to be thinking, you know, uh, about what the outcome of the situation may be. And so what I'm doing now is I'm actually, oh, it makes me uncomfortable, but I will leave my music loud. I've been doing it like the past month. So proud of you. Oh, it's been so hard. Thank you so much. But I'll be, I'll be sitting there 
having the music cranked up and the person next to me also has their windows down and music cranked up so i can kind of hear theirs in the background but i can also still hear blink 182 jamming out really loud in my car and i'm like you can do it jackie probably 20 more seconds and then it turns green and i'm like also who's mad about blink 182 you know like you're in you're in a good spot um yeah, and it's, we do have to remember driving in Atlanta means that you're going to be next to somebody who has like a crazy subwoofer and there's going to be someone with their windows rolled down and they will outbase you. Like there's no way that me and Jackie and our Nissan and our Honda are going to outbase somebody next to us and their Chevy Camaro. Like it's just not going to happen. Is it a Chevy Camaro? I think so. I don't oh know gosh. anything about cars. I, I don't I, really either. I know Dodge, Dodge Charger, Charger, and I will say the Dodge Charger Jeez. and the, the Dodge Challenger. Yeah, those are definitely going to be outsounding you. So in any given moment, you're probably fine. Also, Big I know yikes. most of your commute, it's on the highway, so you're fine. Yeah, I think I'll be, I think I'll be all right. But really quickly, this doesn't relate to people pleasing, but this is just where my head is going. Do it. Dive Great. in craziest car you've seen on 285 which is the interstate that loops around atlanta oh gosh i I tell jackie this all the time because when she comes to visit and we're walking on the belt line i'm just like i don't even pay attention anymore because i've been living in metro atlanta my whole life except for college but i've been living in actual atlanta for the past uh six years i think maybe more and i just don't even pay attention anymore however i've seen some like old timey cars i don't know what they're called but like the to call back to great gatsby comment earlier there i've seen some like gatsby style cars on 285 and i just don't know how they function or how they operate they probably don't have blinkers which doesn't matter because no one in atlanta uses their blinkers which is my biggest pet peeve and it drives me out up the freaking wall uh but i think that's probably the weirdest one for me just like those massive tires with a completely large car that probably uh drains two miles to the gallon is it lifted like Always. really high of in the sky. It's lifted. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Some of them haven't been, but some of them have been. What about you, Jackie? I know you have a good answer to this. You're more observant to me because I've just grown I've grown blind. <laughs> you know what? And I'm I'm getting to that point, I'm sure. Um I saw a a car. It was like a spooky dookie car, is what I'm gonna call it, right? So this is like this person has this car decked out as if it's Halloween all year round. So it's like you've got this old black beat up car. Oh, and no. I don't know. Oh, I know. No. I know. And it's lifted <laughs> off of the ground, like high into the sky. And there's a Chucky doll duct taped to the top. Chucky. Like the one like, with that, the was knife. It Chucky from OG Chucky. Was it Child's Play? Oh, oh gosh, I think it was, was it OG Megan Chucky. from the movie Megan from 2023. No, I, I did <laughs> see that movie, but it, it, so picture this Chucky doll on top of this car, and its hair it's is so just flailing in the wind, moving back and forth. And then there's like a skeleton in the back, and then they also have like these hands coming out from under the truck. And I'm like, it's, it's like, like Easter Bunny season <laughs> slash okay. Leprechaun season. I can wrap this back into the subject matter. Are you about to see this wizardry that I'm going to do? You are a wizard. You are a wizard, Harry. <laughs> you are a wizard, Harry. So <clears throat> that person that drives that car doesn't give two craps what anybody <laughs> thinks about them. And they definitely aren't struggling with people pleasing. However, maybe, and this is my theory, maybe they grew up with the inclination to people please much like me and were a slave to it their whole life and allowed themselves to be like I do. I I have to own that. And then one day they were like, no, not anymore. 
I've always wanted a car with a skeleton in the back and a Chucky on the hood and I'm going to do it. And then I'm just going to drive. And there's a short story (laughs) called the orbital road that I read in high school that I actually really recommend you guys read. It's really messed up and interesting. Thank you, Mr. Economist for that one. And uh, it's about a circular road that people just drive and drive and drive and drive and drive and never stop. And they just get addicted to it. And I bet this person, this Chucky doll is out there still driving just all the way around 285 and they gave up people pleasing and they just can't stop. <laughs> wow. I, to a certain extent, envy that person. Um, they were like, rest in peace, not only to the tread on my tires, but to this idea that I have to submit to the idea yes. of being a people pleaser. And I think they that made it and put a skeleton in the backseat. <laughs> yes. The skeleton <laughs> represents really dying to people pleasing. Wow. I was milking that one for what it was worth, but I think it was pretty funny. Um, I agree. And I think you. that is a crazy car. I'll be on the lookout because there's no way that guy was his car at home. Like he made that to be seen. He or she made that to be seen. Um, yeah, it's <laughs> something that I would literally, I mean, maybe by the time I'm about to die, could have that much confidence to do something like that. But mm-hmm. also my taste is just different. So me too. We'll I mean, Halloween, like I would, you know, I'd, I'd deck my car out a little bit, but I don't know if I would like, you know, dedicate the integrity of the vehicle to spooky season. But, you know, I respect that person. Spooky season all year long, baby. <laughs> baby. Um, baby. But I will tell you, like, it really is a day-to-day struggle for me and I, I've gotten a lot better about it and I, I kind of touched on this earlier now that I'm I'm um, more of an adult still trying to be an adult and figuring out what that looks like in late 20s adult-ish adult-ish like legit dude I think adult-ish. Every adult is an adult oh, sorry every adult <laughs> is obviously an adult but I think every adult is adult-ish that was like the biggest shock of adulthood but anyway continue your thought so like I want to get your thoughts on this Hannah because I've had to train my brain. So I'll go into a conversation with somebody that, you know, I, I I may have just met or it's an acquaintance. It's someone I've met a few times, what have you. I don't know this person that well. And I will sometimes, you know, I will stay quiet on a subject that, you know, I might not want to ruffle any feathers or I don't know this person's, you know, thoughts on the subject. And I really will hide within myself. Like, at the very beginning, but sometimes I'll like even catch myself agreeing with something I don't necessarily agree with to win that person over. And like, I hate that trait of myself. Do you experience something similar? Oh, absolutely. And I clock it almost every time within recent years. I think I used to do it a lot growing up and I don't think I really noticed that I was mostly because I don't think I even let myself stop people pleasing for long enough to really form my own opinions on a lot of stuff. So when I was a kid, I don't even think I knew what I actually believed and what I didn't. But now I have you know, a different thoughts about what I like, what I don't like, what I agree with, what I don't agree with. And sure, they may change over time, but I can know in a conversation when I'm agreeing with something that mm-hmm. I don't agree with. And I do catch myself doing it a lot. And oftentimes it's just to try to build rapport with somebody quickly. And I've learned by observing over the course of life that one of the best ways to build rapport is by agreeing with somebody on something and then getting them to expand on what they like about that. But it's just such an empty way to connect. And I really hate myself. I I really kick myself every time I do it. I'm trying to get so much better at that. I also used to be that kid that was like, oh yeah, I've totally seen that movie when maybe I've caught 10 minutes of it on 
cable because I just like wanted to be a part of the conversation and make sure mm. that I could, you know, be liked by the person that I was with and not seem, you know, out of the know or ignorant or something. And I'm sure there's more than just people pleasing tied into that. There's a lot of pride involved in that as well. But I completely resonate with that. And I'm with you. I'm pissed off at myself every time I do it. Mm. What you just said now that I really connect to, and I think it's this deep desire in all of us for that human connection and to kind of feel that spark early on with somebody and be like, oh man, you understand me. I understand you. Like, you know, I'm just adding to this group of people that I'm friends with or that I'm associated with. And, you know, speaking to when you're a kid and somebody goes, hey, have you seen this show? Or I like this. And you may have caught a glimpse of the movie poster. Or you may have sen- seen 10 minutes on cable and you're like, yes, because I think sometimes our desperation to have that connection outweighs being true to ourselves in that moment. But as a child, you know, you accumulate friends, you go through all these different social settings and you're like, okay, well, now I'm learning this behavior. Therefore, this is what works for me. So I'm going to keep with it. Yeah, I completely agree with you. And I think when I was a kid too, I used to convince myself and go in like the the uneven bars of my brain and do some like spins on it or whatever gymnasts do on uneven bars to convince myself and I think that I had actually seen said movie or said TV show or that I actually liked pink when I liked blue or whatever mm-hmm. um, because I didn't want to be disingenuous. I wanted to be an honest person, but I also wanted to connect and to be liked because I didn't feel, I mean, it ultimately does boil down to the reality that I didn't feel likable and for a lot of reasons that we can get into another time. But there were a lot of things about me that I felt were a deterrent to people. And so I just wanted to have something that they could cling to and say like, oh, I like Hannah for this, even though it was also servicey and it wasn't anything that was sticky or resonant in the way that I wanted it to be. And it's kind of sad looking back, thinking all the things I convinced myself I actually cared about that I didn't. Um, Mm. And I don't think I do as much of that anymore, but definitely have the inclination to do it. And and probably in different ways as an adult than I did as a kid. But the movie example or TV show example is a good one um, to think about just for simplicity. But yeah, I, I feel you on that. It was, it was, it's hard to look back on that and feel okay about it. Yeah, and it's and it's hard to look back on it as an adult because I think as an adult we've processed these things in different ways, but those surface level things just continue to accumulate over time. So it's like, okay, well, I say I really my favorite color is green, but you know, I want to say my favorite color is blue because you like that color, or I want to say that I really like this kind of pizza because we're at CVBs with you and your family, and I don't want to seem like a total dingus when I go, hey, actually, I really want the cinnamon pizza and nothing else because that pizza slapped. Yeah, if somebody out. says a different answer, they're lying to you about CVB's pizza or CC's pizza for lying. the OGs out there. And I totally had way too much, and I totally couldn't use the bathroom for a few days. Still a problem <laughs> now as an adult, just like the people-pleasing thing. Can't shake it. Some things never change. <laughs> <laughs> no, they don't. Um, but it can be absolutely exhausting, you know, just to say over and over again, I do like this when I don't, or I don't like this when I really do. And now as in my late 20, 20s, I'm sitting here going, what the hell am I doing? What have I done? I I am robbing myself of a true and a real in a freaking good life by sitting there and saying I don't like something when I do. Like, I'm over that shit. Like, I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm sick of it. Yeah. And we're like robbing ourselves of a genuine 
experience too, where you get to just like let go of the anxieties of trying to be something that you're not, because it takes a lot of effort to do that. And I just had a thought, and I'm going to, if it's cool, take this in a slightly different direction. We're going to take an exit off of 285 and exit the orbital road here for a moment. It's in the spooky dookie van <laughs> in the, with yeah, the Chucky doll yeah, on top. Chucky and I are going to take an exit and Jackie's going to come along for the ride. Uh, skeleton yes. come to life. Uh, but it's very related. But I think that, you know, the examples we were just giving of, of what it's like or what it was like for us as kids and how it used to play out to try to please people and just be accepted, honestly, um, and be liked by the people around me. I think it's a lot of this inclination to people please has shifted from desiring for people to like me to just keeping the peace in relationships. Wow. So I think the older I've gotten, the stakes are higher in the things that I agree or disagree with because I'm a functioning adult in the world, functioning-ish. Uh, I'm going to throw ish in to a lot of things in these podcasts. And that's one that I say functioning-ish and I mean it. Uh, but I am in the world and I'm an adult. So when I'm having conversations with other adults who, do, who are just as entitled to their big ideas with an, a capital I on politics, religion, socioeconomics, all of this big stuff, it, it feels easier to me a lot of the time to just agree with people or to just nod along, which is agreeing it's nonverbal agreements to not along with somebody. Uh, and it's, I oftentimes still choose to do that because I just don't feel like expending energy to disagree because I've had a lot of experiences in my life where if I disagree with somebody, they get really emotional and respond really intensely. And I just really, really, really hate that experience. And then I get very emotional and makes, it feels very personal for me. So my people pleasing now has taken the shape of almost like protecting me from, divisive experiences and conversations because I just had such a low tolerance for them. I don't know where that comes from except for having some bad experiences in the past, but I don't want to stay in that. I mean, do you resonate with that at all, Jackie? Yeah, that hits home in a lot of ways. Um, and I'm actually sitting over here kind of self-reflecting a bit. And in the last few years, I've pushed the envelope, I think, when it's come to some of my relationships and really asking the hard questions. And it's been somewhat earth shattering with those close relationships when I don't feel like either I feel like I'm being stonewalled in, in, in a conversation or I'm immediately being shut down. And, you know, that that call has caused me a season to, to retreat and to be like, OK, well, I value peace with you over hey, getting into the really like nitty gritty stuff. Um, but I've tried to be a little bit more, I have more discernment and be a little more wise toward like, okay, do I feel strongly enough about this topic to voice something? Um, or am I okay with sitting on it? Because, because a lot of the time if I sit on it, I find myself resenting that person and mm, yeah. in really unhealthy ways where I'm like, I do not want to dislike you and I do not want to be like upset at you and mad at you. But like, like, would it have just been better if I got it off my chest with you? If it was a really complicated conversation, whether it be, um, you know, politics, religion, like what have you, if I'm inquiring or I'm asking a simple question or I'm, or I'm telling you about my experience, like, you know, then, then what occurs, you know, what is the outcome of that going to be? What are the repercussions? So yes, that does resonate with me, but I'm sitting over here in this chair being like, wow, I've got like a lot of journaling I think I need to do. I got <laughs> Me too. Gotta do oh my gosh, me too. <laughs> I got to do a deep dive. Well, and like, I'm so with you on that. And I, that, I also feel like this is where we don't have it all figured out. This is how 
I know that I don't have it all figured out because I think there are certain relationships or I suspect there are certain relationships where it is actually more beneficial to avoid expressing your opinion sometimes for Mm. maybe it's some family relationships. It's what comes to mind for me where it's like, we're never going to agree on certain things and it only causes a divide between us to talk about certain topics. So let's focus on the things that we actually care about. And then we don't have to lie to each other about the rest. We can just talk about things that we know will bond us closer instead of focusing on the things that we know will drive us apart. I don't know if that's right or wrong, but it has felt more healthy to me. But then there are certainly relationships where I know avoiding certain topics will keep us from ever being close, specifically Mm. in friendships where you don't have that family bond already. You're not, you know, as close as blood or, you know, the under the family umbrella where it's like, if you don't share your thoughts with a friend, there's only a certain level of closeness I feel like I'm able to achieve with my personality of I just really like to connect with people on things that are really deep and meaningful. And it it's almost impossible for me to really connect with somebody if they're not willing to go there with me. And yeah, so I don't know. I feel like it's different in different situations and I don't really know what to make of that. Gosh, I really value your intentions and all of that. Like what really stood out to me of what you just said is talking about, okay, I might not bring this subject up with this person, but it's for the benefit and the flourishment of our relationship. So like when we get together, we can find out new things about each other and enjoy each other. And like, gosh, that is so freaking wise. Like I I will just interject really quickly (laughs) that it's come from some really bad conversations and some really bad experiences that I will own that were a lot my fault and my family in the past and love my family to death. And I hate that we've had those conversations and I wish we're all pretty hot headed. So I wish we could navigate them more clearly, but we just care a lot about what we believe. So, you know, we, we don't navigate them very well. And so it's not necessarily wisdom. I think it's more just like I've had to push the pause button. And I've realized that some of those things don't really matter to the actual sustenance of those relationships, those political conversations or what have you. Like they just don't. It's irrelevant to the core of the core of how I feel about you and how you feel about me at the end of the day. Like that's what matters. And I'm going to choose that over choosing to be divisive over this with you or, you know, choosing to argue like that's dope. Yeah. And it's hard. I definitely don't do it well a lot of the time. And I'm still, this is an area that's like very soft for me that I'm still growing thicker skin in. So I'm still learning, but I, uh, I do think that it has helped me to just step back and not feel like I have to, you know, be that advocate or warrior for whatever I think or whatever I believe um, and just let it go and just focus on other things. And if it needs to come up, it needs to come up at some point, but it doesn't always have to be the top of mind, you know, the things that are divisive. And oftentimes I think I want to lead with that st- or not lead, but when those kind of conversations come up that I know I'm sitting at a table with somebody I disagree with something on, I almost like when, when, hint- when it's hinted at that, that conversation topic like politics comes up and it's hinted at, I want to jump in and give my ideas because I want them to like me and I want them to accept how I feel and how I think. But I know that in a lot of scenarios when I'm putting that out there as bait to be accepted, it's not going to be accepted. And mm, I'm not yeah. I'm not emotionally prepared for that yet. And that's on me. So it's unfair of me to bait other people into that experience and then Gosh. not be prepared to handle what they have to say. So there's a lot of times that it's really that I'm not ready for it too. It, it can be both ways, but it's just a really freaking sticky and messy experience when you're at a table with somebody and you know you disagree about something that you both care a lot about. 
Oh, completely. And to dive deeper on this subject too, you almost have to hold a mirror up to yourself and go, okay, well, how am I looking in this scenario to this other person? And you you sort of have to, in this sticky, hard conversation, put yourself in that other person's shoes, which at in the moment, in the heat of the moment, it's so difficult to do that. And one thing that I'll mention, and it's not necessarily like segueing, but it does tie in directly to the entirety of like people pleasing mentality, having difficult conversations. But I'm always looking for that gold star. I'm looking for somebody to give me a gold star. And I, as a child, wanted to get all A's. You know, that was in my household. It was like, you come home with a 89, you come home with a 91. You know, why didn't you get a 95? Why didn't you get an 100? Explain that to me. So in my mind, I'm always looking for the gold star at work, in my relationships, in with friends, with family. How, do you relate in that way? I do. I think I have a little different of a spin, and I'm sure you'll hear us talk about Enneagram quite a bit or personality (laughs) tests quite a bit on this podcast. We won't make it an Enneagram or Myers-Briggs podcast, but we'll reference it occasionally. And Jackie is an Enneagram 3, and I am an Enneagram 4, but I do have a three wing, if you know what that means. So I am chasing excellence a lot of the time. In fact, my brother was going over a separate workplace test that he he owns. uh, My dad and my brother own a business, and they give this test to all their prospective employees, and they had every one of my siblings take it just for fun. And it shows that I care about relationships, but I um, I care about being successful um, or perfectionism, that was the word, perfectionism over the people. So they're they're closely related, but I ultimately care about perfectionism. But the thing that's interesting is that in mind, my Enneagram 4-ness is that I have always just wanted to be called out with a gold star as special and set apart. So I don't just want to be told you're good at this. I want to be told you're unique and you're separated because most of my life I felt like very much in the shadows. And I was from my perspective of my experience of my life, I did feel that I, I spent most of my childhood like pretty, um, you know, pretty in the shadows. A lot of people didn't know me, didn't care to know me is how my experience felt at least. I'm sure it's not how it looked to other people, but it's how it felt to me. So I'm sure that's why I chase that. So I chase a different kind of gold star, but I am constantly chasing it. And I think I also just don't like being a burden to people. And I don't know where, maybe that just comes from being a part of a big family and being the only girl in a crazy household full of boys where I was just like, I just wanted to cause the least amount of stress in the home or in my friend circles or whatever. I just don't like causing bad attention. So I just sought out to get the star and then Mm. be told I'm special and then that be it. Like I didn't need to be stirring the pot in any way, which is probably Mm -hmm. also to bring it back, like why I actually do avoid sitting at the table with somebody I disagree with and actually digging in because Mm -hmm. I don't like taking away a chance to receive that gold star and being like, hey, you're good. We're in a good place. You're set apart. Yeah. Not only are you in a good place, but I see you differently than I see anybody else because you're set apart. Like you are special because you are, you are literally oh, so special. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. I was Thank describing. You. you have no idea how much that that meets the, the little baby man's soul. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad. But hearing about the four too, and I, I was a, when I took the test, I was a three wing too, but the more and more that I'm talking to people and doing my own research, I think I'm way more of a three wing four because that do- I agree. <laughs> that does resonate with me entirely. And it's, you know, how, how do I, 
how do how do I stand out either because or or feel like I'm being called out and going okay well Jackie has that and nobody else has that um because you know I feel like I have so much to offer but it's so validating when you hear somebody else say that to you so it's it's this constant motion of seeking out um and gosh this is even hard for me to say right now like it's 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 hard for me to say like seeking out attention because I never want to be somebody that is perceived as seeking out attention like I hate that about myself I I absolutely hate that about myself I hate it about myself too do you feel that you get creative to make to get uh okay the kind of creativity I'm talking about is like getting creative with the ways in which you seek it so that it doesn't look like you're seeking it I think I do that subconsciously. I don't know if that makes any sense, but I it does. Well, I think it that does. I've like kind of learned how to disguise it. I don't like public attention, like in front of a lot of people. I never have. I just get really. I'm a shy person, so I don't like that. But like private attention, yes, please. Like in small friend groups and stuff, yes. But I don't like it to look like I'm desperate for it. So I think I'm pretty sneaky with how I go to seek my approval from people. And I, I didn't know if you resonated with that. I do, and I I think that. I do it so often that I am no longer cognizant of it. So it's in the it's in the way that I phrase things or it's in the way that I'm asking for questions. And it's not that I'm trying to be manipulative, but if I really sit down here and like look inside of myself, oh my gosh, yeah. Like let me call myself out. I totally do stuff like that. Um on the on the regular. And and you know, we can What's so fun about this is that we can talk about it and kind of put a name to it. Like, this is very therapeutic for me. Like, I'm kind of just having a moment. Like, I wish everybody could see my face. I have both of my pointer fingers tilted upward on the side of my temples with my arms up, kind of just like, like I'm stretching. Kind of like antennas, but yeah, it's like a stretch. Yeah, like a stretch, like an alien stretch. And I'm like, whoa, I got some internal digging to do. But Hannah and I find ourselves so often in these conversations where. And I'm so thankful for the space to be able to call out things as they are. But and this ties back to the beginning of why we're doing this at all. And it's really because we caught ourselves having these conversations outside the podcast. And I was finding all these things out where I'm like, I have not really had a ton of spaces in my life and relationships to be this freaking honest. Yeah. And I feel the same exact way, Jackie. Like I don't, I I can talk to people about deep things per se, but I do I do feel like I was so well trained in my mind to know what's okay to talk to people about that won't weird them out and they'll still like me and maybe mm-hmm. even win them over because like that's one of the p- things people like about me. But then there's some topics that you can talk about that that probably will turn people away because they're so honest and have to do with the fact that like you might hurt them as a friend, which like I know that my people pleasing mentality has hurt people in my life and it breaks my heart. Like because I felt so insecure and felt so worthless in my life, I've been seeking approval in ways that like I I just didn't need to seek and it took attention away from the people in my life that really mattered some of the time. And it kills me to say that. Um, And I'm just so grateful to have a friend that I can talk to about that. So thank you, Jackie. And I hope you guys have friends like that too. If if you know if this isn't the topic for you, you can find whatever topic makes sense for you and dig into it with your people and just hope and pray that they'll be able to receive it because if they can't, like just think about that mirror you got to hold up to yourself. Like they need to hold up a mirror because like neither of us can sit here and look at each other in this room and say, I'm, you know, I have worse XYZ qualities than you because we're just broken human beings. It's just who we are. Facts. 
we're, we're really trying to be good people in all of it. But I, I thank you for, gosh, starting this thing with me. Yeah, thank you so much. And honestly, to wrap it up a little bit, I was terrified to do this because Jackie is, I think, steps ahead of me in learning to be bold. Like, I actually do believe that. And the fact that you're playing your music at stoplights, like you you are speaking your mind, you're speaking up. I hope you can hear our dogs barking. They're they're really excited about this conversation that we're having. Uh, but no, I, I really do feel like you're ahead of me and in a way that inspires me. And one of the ways that I know you are is the fact that you encourage me to do this podcast. So I'm terrified to share my thoughts with people, especially because I know that thoughts aren't concrete and they change over time. So what I'm saying today about what I think today might be different and three years because I know that three years ago I was not a different person. I'm still very much myself and I'm still wired entirely the same. We just shared stories about childhood that have never felt more resonant than they do right now. Uh, But I do think my mindset on a lot of things has shifted, which means that it probably will in the future too. So I'm really scared to to almost nail something down with permanence and say it out loud. Um, So I'm really grateful that Jackie's pushed me to talk with you guys and share my thoughts and and hope that you guys give us the grace to that understanding that our thoughts today may not be our thoughts forever. And that our goal here is not for you to believe uh, what we say or to agree with what we say, but to understand that the, the process of getting there and the conversations it takes to get from point A to point Z is the, the actual goal, uh, not the, the end point itself. So really grateful for Jackie for encouraging me to do that. So thank you. I'm so appreciative. <laughs> thank you. It's so mutual. I feel the exact same way about you. And I feel like this is pushing me um, in, in ways out of my comfort zone too, because it's, it's going to be a stamp and a reflection in time, not necessarily, you know, something like exactly what you said in three years, my mind might change or in three years, I might have something different to say, but capturing the moment of like what we're going through right now and being bold and being open for genuine, honest conversation. Like I couldn't do that without you. So I know you said that about me, ditto friend. we both, and <laughs> Hannah, when she said ditto, she like kind of like did like a bump, like on her chest, like I almost said dap up, but that's not what that is. <laughs> like a fist bump on the chest. It's kind of like a boom, boom, you know? I did the like ditto thing, you know? <laughs> you know the ditto thing. Um, oh, man. Are we going to do our carry out? Yeah, we are. And Jackie, you're going to ring it in. Like a carry out. I don't know if everybody remembers that song, but from JT when he's like, let me welcome to your body. That's all I remember. That was beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> Inspired. We need to record that piece and just play it before we do our, our carry out takeaways every time. Um, yes. Okay. So the goal of this portion is for us to sort of simmer down everything that we just talked about into one thing that we want to take with us from this conversation. Doesn't mean it's actually going to be helpful. So I'm sorry. Sometimes it might be like just stupid, <laughs> but it's something we want to take away. So dang it, we're going to say it. And uh, today, Jackie, what do you think you want to carry out from this conversation? Oh my gosh. If I was to wrap it up in a beautiful little package. In a doggy bag. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes, 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 yes. In a doggy bag. It was going to be like something alluding to the fact that my dog took a shit in my car. Um, in his doggy bag. In his doggy bag. Take your order because your body's like a doggy bag. <laughs> oh, there it is. There it is. There it is. So basically, uh, all right, let me wrap this up. In my mind with a carry out, like to go food, like taking Thai food to go or pizza mm. to go. I'm carrying out something. Yes. Oh my goodness. Pad Kimau, spicy tofu, medium. I do love Pad Kimau as well. All so of the good. above. 
so good. But I would definitely say that on this highway of life, 285, no matter what vehicle you might be driving in, spooky van with the Chucky doll on top, skeleton in the back, be sure to keep your windows down, your music up, and that people-pleasing mentality out of the door because there's no room for it here, not on the Goodish People podcast. Except I think I'm going to say something contradictory in mine. Oh, is that bad? No, no this is good. Say, this should be encouraged. Say something, say something contradictory. Entirely contradictory. Okay. Let's hash it out. So in my little doggy bag, tied with a double knot, because I probably have some soup in there, like from the soup uh, episode of uh, <laughs> soup episode of Seinfeld, um, tied up tight, because you know if soup's in a doggy bag and it spills, it's disaster in there. It feels like- Stinky, winky. Yeah, it feels like an organ or something when you're touching it. I don't know what an organ feels oh, like. Gosh. That was a weird comment. Okay. Um, okay. So in my doggy bag of, of what I want to carry out from this conversation, Ooh. I think I want to continue to dig in on what about my personality makeup and why I was built this way is good to keep because I do think some of our desire to be looking out for other people and what makes them feel comfortable, what makes them feel at peace in a conversation. I think some of that intuition is actually really good and can be very selfless and try to keep, figure out what it is and be intuitive about that in the moment and try to use some good EQ to figure out, okay, when am I actually looking out for the other person with this instinct? And when am I leaning into self-preservation with my with my people-pleasing mentality because a lot of times it is way more for me than it is for the other person but I do don't I, I want to make sure I don't throw the baby out with the bathwater because I do think one of the best things about us is that we are able to really read a room and read the people in it and make sure that they feel comfortable and safe and not alone in their brokenness or not alone in their thoughts. And one of the reasons we probably agree with people sometimes on things that we don't agree with is because we don't want them to feel alone in their thoughts. I know that's the case for me sometimes. So I want to be able to hold on to some of that instinct and throw Mm. the rest out and make sure that I can own who I was made to be, own who I am, own what I believe. Because if I'm not ready to own it, then like, then what am I doing? Um, I need to think through uh, standing up for my thoughts and for my convictions and being open for those to change and then being honest about them along the way because it is an absolute waste of time to bend Mm. my own truth or reality. However, I do think we are gifted in this way to a degree. So I want us to make sure we don't throw that out. Wow. Hell freaking yeah. Um, I'm very quick to, to be like, all right, I'm cutting this out. I'm not doing it anymore um, to almost overcompensate for what I feel like I lack or what I have not done a good job of. But goodness gracious, am I so glad that you called that out. And I'm so thankful that you're my friend because you remind me of what's important and valuable about myself that I'm very quick to say, okay, boom, I did this wrong. I got to get rid of it. And with that would come all the other beautiful things that are in that brokenness. Yes. And don't so, change you. Thank you. Do not change I mean, you. Do like we need to get better at who we are. <laughs> but I mean, ultimately, like I don't, I don't necessarily know if I believe that people can hundred percent change anyway. So to mm-hmm. me, it feels like an uphill battle to try to like completely shift ourselves. I think we can get stronger at standing up for what we believe and what we want while at the same time continuing to be a good advocate for other people. Mm, I don't think I could have said that better myself. That was a wonderful way 
to summarize, I think how both of us feel, both of our experiences, and how to bring that into an an, an open space. And our little doggy bags that we're carrying out, we got some stuff to work on. I know I do. I'm not good at what I just said. It may sound polished, but I don't have it polished in my actual life. So I got some work to do. I'm excited about that and you scared. And me both. But, but it's it's a like I said, it's a journey, and that's what it's about. Come along, it's like the Bachelor, journey. their journey to love. I'm glad that you said The Bachelor, their journey to love, because I was about to start singing and that would have been a huge mistake. Well, I don't know, though. I I like that you're about to sing because this is a little ad lib, but I do feel like at the end of our podcast, we need to do some sort of a like recommendation for what you guys should spend your time doing this week besides working on real stuff like, you know, Mm -hmm. people pleasing and whatever, like the, the, the real stuff. Take a break and do what comes to mind, Jackie. Go have dinner in Inman Park and wear witch hats and be with your friends and dance. I'm sorry, it was it was supposed Take to be more bathroom upstairs. selfies while you're there because those will yes. last forever. And I don't mean like the kind where you're making a duck face in the mirror. I mean you're making a duck face next to <laughs> next to the Wicked Witch of the West, and they're excellent content. Uh, <laughs> okay, I love that idea, Jackie. I guess I want to send you guys off with if you haven't watched the show Yellow Jackets. It's all over the place, but go watch it. It's like got all the spunk of high school teenagers and the 90s, which Jackie and I were both born in the 90s. And then it's also got just like this mystery aspect to it. It's a rip roar in time. So watch it and we can talk about it. I love a rip roar in time. <laughs> a rip roar in way to <laughs> take this out. stuff out of, to be honest. Connor, I was always like, are you sure you're not born in the, the 1940s? I'm like, I don't know. There's a With chance. your trousers. My, yeah, he, he makes fun of trousers. That is one thing. Last comment I'll make about people pleasing. Jackie and I both really care about fashion. And I do think some of that for me comes from my like wanting to be unique and also wanting people to think I'm cool. But I also just, we're both artistic minded. So we express that through fashion. So trousers are a trendy item of clothing. They're everywhere on every website. Yet my husband continues to tell me, were you born in the 1940s? And I I don't know how to shame him enough to get him to pull up Zara's app and look it up and just look at the first item of clothing there to read trousers. (laughs) It actually pisses me off. (laughs) It's so hilarious when I watch you guys interact about the the trouser conundrum (laughs) of 2023. It makes me so happy. (laughs) But we leave you with all the joy and all the trousers and all the goodish things. Bish. Yes, goodish bish. May you have a very good week. Yes, filled with lots of good things. Or at least a goodish week, you know, at the very least. We love you. Love you guys. <laughs>